Hello, and welcome to Talking Schmidt. I'm your host, Eric Schmidt. And I'm Greg Burmeister. And man, Greg, wouldn't you agree we have a great guest today? I would agree, 100%. Excellent. Uh, it's our good friend, Jared Warner. He's a hilarious uh, sketch comedian, actor. He's uh, he's terrific. We love him. He's a great writer as well. Very and funny and smart man. Yeah, let's just get right to it, Greg. Let's do it. Jared, welcome to the podcast. Gosh, thanks, fellas. That's yeah. such a warm welcome. I can't remember. Did I say your last name yet? Jared Warner? That's who yeah, our yeah, guest Warner. is today. Yeah, yeah that Jared yeah, Warner yeah. is you. Thank uh, you for having me on this special Bob Dole uh, memorial oh, tribute yes. episode. Well, now people will know when we recorded this episode. <laughs> we're all just devastated. Yeah, we're the, the news is hit. Um, so, Jared, you're from uh, you're from Florida, like me. We're yeah. from the we're, yep. we're from the same. We're kind of from. You were born in the same hospital I was born in. Probably the Lakeland, Lakeland Regional Memorial. No, no. Oh. Lakeland Regional Medical Center, which is on Memorial. Uh, that could have been it. I just would say Lakeland Memorial because that sounds like a hospital name. I don't actually and know you for lived, sure. <laughs> you lived a couple years in Lakeland, where I'm from, Lakeland, mm -hmm. Florida. and uh, But then you moved out to Bartow, yes, Florida. The, the far out region. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a, it's like the capital of the county, right? It is. It's the county seat. They're very proud of that. They have a very cool clock tower a la Ooh. Back to the Future. Bartow um, is in Polk County, which mm -hmm. is where Lakeland, Florida is. Yes. This is very exciting to, yeah. uh, to uh, <laughs> most of our Let's listenership. Let's talk about our relationship. Let's talk about the geopolitical climate of Central Florida. I've never heard of any of those towns or counties. So your dad is Beetlejuice, correct? Yes, the real Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's yeah. based on him. Um, and your mom is Jan. She not is not Beetlejuice. She is alive and a person, correct. Okay, but your dad is Beetlejuice at Universal Studios. Yes, yeah, so my dad worked at Universal since it opened. Um, and Beetlejuice, he didn't do right away. Originally, he worked at the Horror makeup show uh, which is i think to this day the only still running like actual like actor driven two-man comedy show in the park okay um and so he did that my whole life uh and then he also took on beetlejuice which is more of like an improv like crowd work role that he does i went recently mm -hmm. uh and i recommend everyone go and it's so it's he's so funny and he's so good at uh not crossing because like Beetlejuice is kind of an inappropriate right character line, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's just so good at like making fun of people to their faces mm -hmm. and like going to the line of where it might get like hey don't say that about my kid you weirdo but right. he never crosses it no it's, it, and he's hilarious as Beetlejuice and and I heard they can't really they they want people to think he's the real like the, he's the real Beetlejuice they keep it real yeah they they it's like the I mean Universal is so much less uh uh like in universe than like say Disney like Disney's so ironclad about right. like that's Cinderella fuckers yes uh, <laughs> Universal's way more like whatever <laughs> uh, but they really do try and keep that illusion alive uh, at least at least uh, pretending for the sake of people who come because there's like Beetlejuice super fans right who come and they pay to travel specifically just to get photos with this character um, it's so iconic and it's wild. I mean, like, my dad has the utmost respect as an actor and a performer for Michael Keaton and for right. the source material. But, like, my dad has definitely played Beetlejuice more than Michael Keaton by, like, per hour at this yeah. point. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like he should maybe yeah. get top billing on the, like, annals of Beetlejuice. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so you and I went to the same elementary school. I believe we met in 1989. You're one of few friends uh i mean I, I have a few that are from the 80s but Did we meet i mean yeah uh, would we have met at st paul or right we met at st paul there's the preschool did we go to a preschool I a met, different preschool i met the other jared at the preschool that's the other thing we, we 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 were friends with another jared another so my cooler jared yes me. much cooler <laughs> jared uh i <laughs> so i only had to memorize one name for two of my <laughs> closest friends it was great it was super easy uh but we did go to saint paul which was a lutheran school yes and greg you were you went to a lutheran church i went to a lutheran church when i was a small boy yeah, yeah. yeah. so for me coming from a i was i went to catholic church growing up Mm -hmm. But going to a Lutheran school, it was just way easier. You didn't sure. have to do as much like when we had to go to chapel on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to like do all the standing and uh, yeah, and Catholic churches had to sit there. Yeah, Catholic church way more. Demanding. I like the call and repeat. Isn't that right. like a Catholic thing? I also used to get mad at my parents because they'd be like, "Oh, we got to go to church." I'm like, "I went on Wednesday. <laughs> we already did this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys weren't there. I had to do it." Um, so we met in uh, we met in uh, elementary school. We were Boy Scouts together. Cub Scouts. 
Never that's actually right. Actually graduated. Oh my in Boy god. Scout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My I'm sorry to out you. Like no, that. that's all right. I've been claiming to have <laughs> been a Boy Scout. Let me, let me change my <laughs> I, notes yeah, here. I also to, did the. Oh. I, did, I was a Cub Scout. Yeah. Yep. Never. Oh, did. you were. I, I was. I just I got, never did the Boy Scouts. I got to Weebelo, which is like pre-Boy Scout. Um, there's like uh, Cub Scouts, which are all the Jungle Book animals. Right. Then Weebelo, which is a pretty racist made up native american word okay it's actually just short for will be loyal scouts but they're trying oh. to pretend it's like an actual like native term you know uh, so much about the scout life uh, you know when you dedicate yourself to something as a child, <laughs> uh, you know i take things seriously yeah do you remember uh the only thing i liked about it mm-hmm. was the was making those little cars the pinewood derby yeah mm-hmm. so i grew up uh, a gator fan a, a fan of the florida uh collegiate football gators and i m- made my car a gator with its mouth open i remember that car so <laughs> not was, the best uh... no it lost horribly you're going for weight <laughs> you don't want to be carving pieces out <laughs> it's also just catching air it's yeah. an open mouth at the front <laughs> the least aerodynamic design <laughs> <laughs> they laughed at me, and rightfully so. Um, and then we, you went to a different elementary school, or when you you left, I uh, left in sec- after second grade, right? Um, and then I went. To Where'd you go? Where'd you go, man? Bartow. Oh, okay. The deep, the deep recess the, of yeah. the swamp. Yes. Uh, Bartow went to Bartow Elementary Academy, um, which was like a magnet school. I forget why. I yeah. forget why that happened. Um, because my mom always worked in Lakeland, so it made sense for her to drop me off at school. Well, Jan, if you're listening, call in, explain this to us, please. Let us know yeah. why. Um, and <laughs> why you took down. Jared from me. <laughs> and so then that was like seven years, because in middle school I did in right. Roto as well, and right. then in high school. And then you sudden, came back into my life. Yeah. There you sudden, were. Bringing back recurring characters. Yes. Always yeah. always crowd pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to a performing arts high school. But you did, you did community theater um, in Lakeland, right? Uh, yeah, and I just started, so my, like, my dad was an actor, my stepmom is an actor, my mom was a dancer and an actor, so I grew up in it, um, uh, and then I got into it kind of late in middle school, um, I did a production that my stepmother directed of Secret Garden, where I played a plant, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then is that the like, lead? Uh, you know, in a way, <laughs> we were a collective, um, <laughs> And then, uh, which I don't know if you remember from Harrison, Jocelyn, I think her last name's like Dormus now or something. Well, she's going to be fucking pissed she's when mad. she's listening yeah, I'm to I'm sure this. she's following my career with <laughs> extreme prejudice. Uh, but she was in that production as whatever, the girl in Secret Garden. Um, but that was my first show. And then I really got into community theater. How old were you? kid okay child <laughs> yeah child, age. child. Um, classic child <laughs> you know one of the, and this one was of at Pied Piper's or no this was in theater Winterhaven Pied oh, okay. Piper's yeah. sworn rival oh wow um and then in middle school into early high school I started doing shows at Pied Piper's and that's when I got into theater and so that's what decided so then graduating from middle school uh there's a choice to go to an IB high school or performing arts high school and I went with arts Okay, thank God you did. When did you? Uh, so our our teacher um, in in high school, uh, the the main theater teacher was Paul Hughes. Yeah, but you had worked with him uh, a little bit uh, yeah, before that, right? He, I mean, I knew him my whole life. He and my dad did theater together when they right. were our age now and younger. They did uh, something called Taproot Theater, which was like a traveling children's theater company. They would go to schools and local theaters and tour around. Oh my God, I remember Paul coming to St. Paul and playing uh, playing guitar, playing acoustic guitar Probably, for yeah. us. Yeah. Which when you think about it, like, what? Why? <laughs> Why? Why doing that? And my dad wasn't doing it at that point either, so it was just like one man <laughs> This raving. giant bearded man is like, hey, the guitar, you he had like the big drum thing, probably <laughs> just like Dick Van Dyke at the top of Mary Poppins. <laughs> Hello, students. Today we have a stoner uh, for you. Uh, we hope you enjoy. He's frightening to look at, yeah. but gentle He's going to scare you, trust us, but he's very nice. Um, Greg, uh, Greg met Paul. Uh, yeah. He did. At a Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I had a, I had a thanks, place. Yeah, at a Thanksgiving yeah. party, and he came, and we didn't tell anyone ahead of time. No, we didn't tell like people who didn't know him, you know. And so, like Brian, our friend Brian came. Mm-hmm. Greg came, and they're just like, uh, "Who's this like who's this older man? Who's this old queer hippie?" 
sexually ambiguous. <laughs> like, I, I remember getting there and like, like immediately talking to him for quite a while. And yeah. I was like, this guy's hilarious. I have no idea who he is. Is this like your uncle? What's going on here? He used to come to the city all the time. Yeah. And, uh, oh, this is our Sasquatch friend, Paul. <laughs> and then he climbed out on the fire escape and, and started, started making didgeridoo noises at passerby who couldn't, because it was so dark up by my apartment, they couldn't see. They had no see. idea. They thought yeah. they were being abducted yeah, by was like, what is, He was going, <laughs> He could make a didgeridoo noise like with his hands and mouth. Like, yeah. I can't even whistle with my hands. <laughs> it was so loud, too. Oh, yeah. People were just like looking up kind of scared and then would laugh and run away. Yes. They didn't understand what was going on. But anyway, he was terrific, and uh, he taught us. Taught us theater in high taught school. Taught us how to act, yeah. yeah. Um, we did some plays, right? We did a number of plays together, yeah. The Man Who Came to Dinner. Classic. Stands classic out. Classic depression-era comedy. That we, we Paul, did. Paul Hughes, The Man Who Came to Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he was The Man Who he Came to Dinner. He was The Man Who Came to Dinner. He actually was. Oh my God. So, he, uh, so one of the fun things we would do during that uh, is uh, my... Uh, our friends and I would gang up and uh, bully you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we were not friends in high school. <laughs> friends from kindergarten through second grade, and then seven like, year break. Hey, you're back. Let's you, be enemies. You were an emotional terrorist to me for four years. <laughs> and then we didn't see each other for another seven yeah. years. And now we're close. Well, we'll get through all that. Right. Uh, so, but we would hold you. Y- from ge- going on stage. Right. You, well, I think it's important to... This was like a silly well, slapstick we, comedy. Yes. Um, and I took everything way too seriously, and you rightfully had a sense of humor about everything. Yes. We would try to set up for this torture. Well, at first we would try to push you on stage before you were supposed to be on stage. And way then, early. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then when you were supposed to go, we would try to hold Grab you back. Grab my arm and... Yeah. <laughs> so, so every entrance I had was... On the stage. <laughs> Which honestly was a stronger character choice than I was making. So, yeah, Paul was like, Jared, I love what you're doing. I love you're the energy. Running out on the stage, <laughs> disheveled, just an explosive character. Fixing your suit as you get out there. Always muffled cursing, like to the wings. You know, because when you're acting, you really want to have that moment before established. Yes. Before you enter a scene, you have to know what your character was doing. Oh, exactly. You and, were the master of that. So. Yeah, because, uh, you know, you were... Some real Stanislavski <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. You were giving me so much to work with. <laughs> and then, so that was our junior year. Yeah. And then our senior year, we were both in The Wizard of Oz in the uh, in the fall big, production, the, big the, fall, musical. the big musical. Yeah, both of us clear musical mm-hmm. uh, theater kids. I think uh, in the yes. entire history of that school, uh, there has only been one non-singing, non-dancing role, and they correctly gave it to me. But you're right I there. was the only one. Yeah. Um, but I know, I know what you're saying to yourself, listener. I'm sure this was a terrible... Uh, low budget production, but what I can oh, assure no. you, what, what I can assure you of, is it was not. We went we, all out. We went all really? out. We paid to. Ha- yeah. Well, we'll tell Greg about it. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, yeah we, so we, um, they brought in like a flying company. So we had the monkeys. flying by Foy. That, okay. They're the only ones who do it. Uh, brought this episode brought to you by Flying by Four. <laughs> Check them out. Did uh, they do the, the Spider Man Broadway show where they, where ooh, he fell? Oh, if the, so, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Flying formally renounces <laughs> Flying by Four. <laughs> so, so we did. So we, so we had like a real deal production there. You know, we had uh, the flying monkeys. Yep. I flew. You uh, did in the balloon. Yep, flew away in the balloon at the end. I didn't get to fly, but they tried to have me do the trampolines. And then that was deemed extraordinarily dangerous for a child. Because <laughs> you were, I was the Wizard of Oz, I played the Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz. and you played uh, the Cowardly, the cowardly Lion. There we go. Hey, still, the still got still it. Literally got the only it. reason I got the part is I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just think you had the, like, because they had to cast adults taller than everyone else. So yeah. I think you were just kind of guaranteed when we were both tall. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, they cast all the munchkin like they gave them the short kids and like younger. Yeah, all the sophomores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely dancers. would have been one of them. Dancers are all tiny. <laughs> I don't know though because by that point you, you you would have been a senior with us so they probably oh, yeah. wouldn't have. True, true. Um, you could have it's been Nico, to... the head monkey. Hey, there we go. <laughs> it's fun to imagine Greg in high school with us. Uh, <laughs> another fun thing we did at that time of our lives, Jared was we would uh, we had hand uh, BB guns and we would shoot each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fun antics. We, uh, I man, I I was thinking about it and like obviously you know kids, please don't do this. Um, but did we 
Would we bring them to school? Yes. Oh man. Yeah, but we, we wouldn't bring them like out at school. No. Well, they one time in it happened. Cars. Yeah, we'd keep them in our cars because after school slash rehearsal, because going to this performing arts high school, like school it out at two or whatever right. bullshit, and then we'd time. stay till four or five rehearsing, and then we'd just go to your place right. and like have our little BB gun wars. <laughs> yeah. So we'd have to have them in our car. These are like they look like real guns. Like yeah. I remember very yeah, clearly yeah. being a child who could go to Walmart and buy. What looked exactly like a desert eagle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, they'd be stashed under the seat of our car. And oh then, my God. Yeah. What I won't name names, but at one point. Yes, we definitely were, do not name names. I will not name names. Part. But at one point, we were hanging out outside, and one of our uh, friends just like power slid his car into the school pickup area and like popped out and just had a BB rifle and just took aim at another one of our friends and just popped him. <laughs> shot him. Just shot and him on school property. Out. Yeah. Like it was a Dang. Fast and the Furious move. And uh, well, he would have been. In- we later we later found out that when that happened, uh, that the person who got shot with a BB gun was being broken up with by his girlfriend yeah, at that, that time, time in the moment. Yeah. So you shot. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> shot by a BB gun and then the broken most up. The breaking then... moment of your teenage life. And just like <laughs> metal ball dings you in the neck. <laughs> I, had a, I had a BB gun rifle in, in high school that I kept mm-hmm. in my trunk. And we would always hang out uh, at this parking lot on weekends. You know, small town. Yeah. Not much to do. Everyone wanted to get out of their parents' house. And we used to make this one kid stand there and hold a bag of water like that you'd get at quick trip yeah they mm-hmm. sold that you know and he'd bag hold, of water uh, bag yeah, of water yeah and he'd uh he'd stand there and hold it and we'd like see how far away we could get uh with the bb gun and and try and pop, pop it the, oh pop my the, god the, yeah pop the water how many times you hit him uh we hit him a couple times <laughs> sure, yeah. he, he would always wear like a, like a starter jacket or something that was we made yeah. people wear the goggles yeah we, we stole goggles yeah, from, from, the, from shop. the shop at yeah. school and uh we would uh we would wear those oh know? there you go at least mm-hmm. you were, we were yeah. smart and then we'd yeah. run around the the orange groves by yeah house. <laughs> we run around the orange groves man we were just training for iraq yeah that's what we were uh that's because you know the iraq orange groves as far as the eye can see i know see. you gotta be ready <laughs> um so when we were in the wizard of oz i was uh i was very bad uh no no i was great at the role obviously oh you're a bad person no 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 i'm not really saying that either you're bullying Uh, let me me explain i'm sorry let's stop let's let's stop uh, filling in the gaps here uh i i was uh like peak stoner at that time like i was smoking the most weed of all like i started i think when i was uh either late freshman or early sophomore it's tough to remember when you start smoking weed it's just kind of there at one point you know but anyway so i um Obviously, uh, memorizing lines can be difficult sure. if you're smoking a lot of mm. weed. And uh, our teacher, uh, Miss Haley, who directed that one, uh, didn't like me very much in that time <laughs> period. Uh, she like called my she she called my parents and was like, "Hey, your son is like fucking up, and uh, he smells like weed." Smells, yeah, I, I I know what's happening right. here because uh, I mean, they were all hippies. Yeah, like, yeah they knew. Yeah. They was total yeah. hippies. Yeah, yeah. she knows what weed smells like. Yeah, yeah, she knew she knew what was going on. Um, but anyway, so that kind of set me up uh, for obviously she told Paul like, "Hey, sure. Eric, you know he's he's bad at memorizing lines, so like." I don't know what you want to do because we did the Crucible, our, right. the, our senior, or the the second half the second, of that year, yeah. yeah. And um, he was, you know, considering us for the for the lead roles. Good guy, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which, like, I think he did make the right choice. By the way, we'll get to that in a second. But right. anyway, so he called my mom when he was uh, when he was considering me, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Hey, I need I need to know if I cast him as the lead <laughs> as John Proctor." that he's going to take it seriously. And my mom uh, was like, oh, yes, I'll make sure of it. And then <laughs> what she a trooper. Yeah. And then she called me to tell me that she called me on my cell phone to tell me that was happening while I was driving from Jared Fowler's house very high. <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, all right. Uh, so but I, I'm really glad all that happened because it did cause me to stop. I quit smoking weed uh, to learn all, uh, and I ended up not all that setup. By he the way, he didn't believe you. All that, well, it was fucked up what he did. Actually, it was so it was uh, it was a uh, you know all that setup, mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
you know, I I told I talked to him. I was like, yeah, I'll fucking give it my all, man, and I'll quit. I'll quit with the drugs, you know. I'll get clean, dude. <laughs> and uh, and then he just didn't cast me as John Proctor. <laughs> he gave me the bad guy role, mm-hmm. uh, Deputy Governor Danforth, which has more lines to yeah. memorize, uh, but is not the lead. All so, monologues too. Yeah, so it's all monologues. There's no bailing out. Oh if you my get lost. god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, uh, no. And anyway, you gotta die. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the Crucible, guys. Uh, uh, that goes poorly for the non-communists. Very, <laughs> very sorry. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but I, you know, uh, that was, I, I felt like we we did a very good job, and I thought you were great as John Proctor. Because it's funny, because he was like, okay, Eric, you have to, like, not do drugs. Um, not in so many words, but he right. basically told you you have to stop smoking weed to right. have this lead part and then he cast me as uh, John Proctor and he was just like you have to lose like 30 pounds <laughs> <laughs> he's making a high school kid. Oh, <laughs> man. I mean it makes sense like if you I mean and like Paul was an educator and a teacher but also I think he 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 had a vision. He had an artistic yeah, vision. Exactly. Um, and like the crucible is about a poor farmer who doesn't have any food, right. who's like standing up for what he believes in versus this is a way oversimplification, but versus a like judge who comes in from like not a city, but from yeah. higher up who's like, you know, doesn't have to worry about money and like farming. And it's just like very there's a lot going on, but it's very much a uh they didn't have Wendy's. No, nobody nobody was fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like Jeremy is like a starving farmer, please. Yeah, you, you have to go full Dallas Buyers Club. Why I'm surprised that he like didn't cast like the doughier one as the like judge who doesn't give a shit about anybody right. and the like lanky kid as the yeah. like guy who can't eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, what a fun production though. We had a blast. Uh, did you have this, by the way? I was thinking about this the other day. Um, where you, once you're done with a production, uh, you you just immediately can delete all the shit you memorized. I was I was always able to do that. Like it was always just out of my. Like if you asked me literally while we were striking the set mm-hmm. what any of my lines were, I couldn't. T- I'm like I don't know. Completely That's gone. checked That's out. Weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no the power I, of weed. <laughs> over time, I lose lines. Like I can still remember some like Shakespeare stuff, just because that like with the with the pentameter gets like lodged in your brain. But mm-hmm. I was just watching something last night. I don't remember two nights ago, but I remember lines from 15 years ago um, where it's like I see productions and if I've done the part and I know the lines, I'll re- it's like a dream. Like I'll remember it as they're saying it, mm-hmm. which some would just say is hearing it and understanding right. the words. But it feels like like in a deja vu dream sense where you're like, oh, I do know these lines. I couldn't have told you them five seconds ago, but like seeing them, it like what it like it unlocks whatever that deep memory is hmm. so they're always in there somewhere okay well fair enough so we disagree on that uh <laughs> you're uh, i uh we're both big bruce springsteen fans you and i yeah i take credit for you being a bruce springsteen fan by the yeah, way Yeah, and thank you for doing that um it's uh, it makes a lot of people dislike me but uh it's it's fun and um but you went to a show with your dad because your dad's also a big fan right yeah yeah that was and something we bonded I, I i forget the story so you're just gonna have to tell me what happened there we well we saw a lot together like my first concert well, my first concert was Paul McCartney when I was in kindergarten. Oh, that's no an idea. amazing that's first concert. I had no yeah. idea what was going on. Wow. <laughs> and he like, I remember he did like a big fireworks show on one of his songs. And as a kid in kindergarten, I was like, fireworks, that's the end. Yeah. And it went for another two hours. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? <laughs> so it was my first concert. Doesn't really count. But I went to see Springsteen with my dad when they got back together with the band. Yeah. And I think we saw him like five times. But the one you're talking about was... Uh, maybe it was the rising. I don't know. But we, my dad, like somehow won. He knew somebody worked at the local radio station and we made it so that we got in to do this like pre-show meet and greet with members of the band. So we got to go do a, like a hors d'oeuvres, past apps, hangout meet Stephen Van Zandt. Wow. Um, yeah. So we got to like hang out. From the Sopranos. Yeah. Soprano <clears throat> Stephen Van Zandt. I don't know why he was there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I love that show. I know. <laughs> uh, so then that was on the ground floor of like the arena where this was going on, where the concert was. And so then it was over and we had to walk back out and like had to go find the stairs to go all the way up to like where my the, stepmom the and our friends seats. where our seats yeah. were. But as we're leaving, we notice they're letting the crowd in for the floor, like people who have tickets for the floor show. And they all have like wristbands um, to indicate that they had 
permission mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And so my dad just like leans into me and I'm 14, 15, something like that. And this was like <laughs> the most cool thing ever. My dad just leans into me. He's just like, roll your shirt sleeve down. And so we roll our shirt sleeves down or he probably was wearing a hoodie. And we just like merged into the crowd and just like <laughs> walked in there and ended up like, you know, 20 feet from the stage. And then my dad had to like call my stepmom and just be like, uh, we're not coming. We're out. not coming yeah. out. Yeah. And so we saw the concert from like literally right. Just the entire. The also, entire we can't go to the show. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no leaving. Yeah, we, we and Bruce right. plays for like four hours. Right, right, so. right. It's, like, it's like going to Times Square <sighs> for, uh, for New, New Year's. Year's yeah. yeah. Just like I shouldn't have drink all that. Soda with Stephen Van Zandt. <laughs> um, and then you went to you went to college at uh, Florida State University. Yeah, and um, you majored in uh, theater, Correct. acting, acting. Yeah, okay. You majored in acting. Were you guys big rivals in college with the the Gators? And well, I didn't Florida's... go. I didn't go to Florida. Oh, I that's was right. Not, that's I was right. not smart yeah, enough to get right. in. You're uh, just Florida a... and Florida State were big rivals at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 2003. Uh, yeah, was, it was when a big we, rivalry. Yeah. I yeah. barely cared. Right. Uh, yeah. a- actor didn't, yeah. didn't yeah. care yeah. about it. Big. I was a super loser until like six years ago. So. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that, by the way. Uh, so you went to college. You went to you went to school, majored in acting. But that's also uh, where you met the, uh, the the fellow founders of Murderfest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Murderfest, Murder uh, a hilarious sketch comedy troupe uh, mm-hmm. of New York fame, but humble origins at uh, Florida State University. Yeah. Uh, we got started, and I, I can't claim that I was an, uh, an original member uh, because I... So then they got together. It was a group of people who wanted to do... They didn't know what it was exactly yet, but they wanted to perform. They wanted to do comedy uh, outside the parameters of the school. Mm-hmm. And there were, like, school-sanctioned performance groups, but mm-hmm. they had rules, and nobody wanted to follow them. Right. Uh, so they formed the group. Who, who were the founding... Uh... Uh, you had Henry Zabrowski, John Moreno, Holden McNeely... Um, Tim Dean, Nick Chivarella, uh, and then Ed Larson, I think, was found. Ed was, he came in like, he he was like a soft, like, he kind of came in, uh, he was our weed dealer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, should I say this? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have him on tomorrow. We'll, we'll, okay, great. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, literally, he's our next guest, so we'll just ask him tomorrow Perfect. if it's okay that he said this. <laughs> um, but he also, like... Like, just had a totally different, like, life than us. He was not somebody who was, like, going to school to learn how to act or be an idiot. He was, like, a chef and had this whole different life. And he was driving up to, I think, move to New Jersey from Boca, where he's from. And his car broke down outside Tallahassee. So he just stopped. No and, way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'll let him. My you, God. You should let him tell it more than yeah, me. But I, yeah, I will. <laughs> literally, his car just broke down outside of Tallahassee. So then he just How was like. How fortuitous. Well, I'll just work in Tallahassee until I raise enough money to fix my car. <laughs> no wow. shit. Yeah. And then he was like hanging out with us. And he was like, oh, you guys do like comedy? I like comedy. And then like, <laughs> you know, one of the funniest fucking writers ever. Well, his cousin is. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Ross. Yeah. Jeff Ross. Did you know that? I did not know yeah. that. Roastmaster yeah. yeah. Jeff Ross. So he has, uh, he has good uh, DNA, comedy mm-hmm. DNA, you would say. In the family. <laughs> um, so you guys started so, it. Th- those were the founding members. Yeah. And what, year, what year of college was this? I mean, like the before it was even called Murderfist, the first groupings happened like our freshman year. So it would have been 2004, okay. three. Okay. Um, I didn't join, like, I didn't, I, like, hung out with the guys, and especially Nick. Nick was, like, my, like, really good buddy. We were in the same class together. But I wasn't, because I was nerd, loser, mm-hmm. wasn't interested in doing Can anything. Vouch. Not, uh, <laughs> not interested in doing anything cool. Um, and <laughs> Is it cool? Not for me. No thanks, guys. <laughs> mm, I don't like it. I'd rather follow anyway, the this... rules. Thank you. <laughs> this sounds cool. Um, um, I don't think my girlfriend will let me do it. Um, my parents are going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, but then they did a show. So then they started doing shows at Brothers, which was uh, like a bar nightclub. Do you uh, have it still around? I don't. I should look into it. Yeah. Uh, we liked it because it uh, hosted a drag night. And so it was like the only bar in town that had like a stage in the back with like a oh. lighting rig mm-hmm. um so we would st- they started doing shows there and i because i just was hanging out with them just like did a guest spot on one and i would just go regularly and i just like osmosis myself into the group by like refusing to stop hanging out with them and then i just started getting <laughs> lines and sketches and then that was... did you find that they cast you as a straight man a lot because i know in a lot of the sketches i would see you and you were off in the straight man yeah i was a straight man which is hard uh, again to 
jerk off Ed is hard to be a straight man in a group with Ed because like there is not a better straight man in the industry because he shouldn't be one. Like he's this big hulking, like insane looking person, but he plays straight so well. And then it's just so weird and hilarious to see this like hulking guy be the most normal person on stage. So it's like just he's just naturally the best straight man ever, which was very frustrating because I... I'm also the straight man because I like didn't know how to be funny in college. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, so you guys, uh, who who were the first to move here uh, and do Murder Fest here? So the we like as we graduated, the older guys like Henry, um, Ed, Holden, Tim, and then also there was like uh, Carly Goodspeed and uh, Jeff Darland. I can't believe I spaced on his name for a second. That's embarrassing. Uh, Jeff Darland, Carly Goodspeed. Um, they like kind of came up in mass and then Nick and myself and Jackie and Madeline and some other people stayed in Tallahassee. And for a while they were doing shows up here in New York and we were still doing shows in Tallahassee. Oh, okay. um, so it was like kind of a split. So as, thing. as, as people graduated, they moved to New York. Right. And that was, uh, that was that the plan or? Uh... Yeah, kind of, which it was never originally my plan. Like I figured I'd always graduate and go do like Shakespeare in Utah or some shit. Um, well, fucking shit. Thank God <laughs> that didn't happen. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, that's man. You just painted a bleak picture. Bro. I mean, it's a good company. <laughs> ap- ap- apologies to uh, the person the Utah listening. Shakespeare <laughs> festival. <laughs> One of the most prestigious theater companies. Yeah, fuck them. Utah, yeah. though? No thanks, buddy. Uh, so you uh, you moved here after you... Were you, like, one of the younger people in the group? Or? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you were um, one of the last to... I was the second to... I came here, and then Nick came around the same time. He went to do grad school in London, so he was a little later than I. And then a year later, Jackie, Henry's sister, um, and Madeline. I think that was it. Uh, I think they were the the last guard uh, came up. So it was like, there were like three tiers, basically, of people coming up, and I was in the middle. Gotcha. Um, you guys did a sketch in New York uh, that was one of my favorites uh, called Bone Man. It was a, it was a, uh, now this is the, guys, this is the controversial part of the podcast. I can't, I can't believe you're trying to get me canceled a month before we try and go sell a screenplay together. <laughs> we'll get to that too, you bastard. Uh, so they did a sketch called uh, Bone Man. It was a it was a trilogy. It was often like it was, you you would go and that would be usually the largest part of the show. It was designed as a whole show, but right. you didn't know because we did a sketch show, so it was all different sketches. And this was the the gimmick of it was it kept being that sketch. Mm-hmm. So like we had the intro sketch that introduced Bone Man, um, who was a superhero made entirely of bones. <laughs> and the first sketch was like a trailer for that. And we just did like jump cuts and projections and everything. And then the joke of the show was each sketch kept becoming a Bone Man sketch. Like it would start as then like the next sketch is like, oh, it's a doctor sketch with a patient and a doctor. And then Bone Man shows up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now and Bone Man, by the way, just to set this up, he uh, is he's made of bones. Yeah, he's man made of bones. Man made of bones. And he had a uh, golf or not golf, uh, ping pong ball. That was the scariest part was the eyes. Yeah, big. He yeah. had he had like weird ping pong ball eyeballs. Yeah, which John used that trick a lot. He also played a clown in a lot of our sketches with those. Like he loved those scary eyes. <laughs> now, 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 folks, trigger warning here. His uh, his catchphrase had the N word in it. It did. Yes. <laughs> The, the the you know which one there uh, is only one of and those. if you don't good for you that's great let's keep it that <laughs> way we're not going to say it and actually they never really said it in the sketch it was just very implied right and we would censor it with a there was the air horn the air horn, air horn yep, that we yep. also John uh, would never say the word in real life or and also he didn't actually say it even though you were bleeping it he he just said like. He said some other word, like neighbor, maybe. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. So, but one, tell us about the time things went a little awry. Uh, So, right. Askew, a foul. Oh, man. (laughs) Terrible to talk about this. Terrible joke. Don't, white people, do not think you can get away with even pretending to say it. The year was 2007. (laughs) Most comedy was just singing songs, and we thought, let's be weird. Um, So, right. That was his catchphrase. It was said multiple times throughout the show. We would air horn it. We had the air horn live on stage. Like another character on stage would have the air horn uh, to blast it. So the word was not actually said. Right. Uh, Except for one time when we did that at Webster Hall. um, To to 
prominently black audience uh, where the air horn fell apart in my hand <laughs> during the sketch. I mean, like in front, like literally I like pulled it out and it just literally just like became five different pieces sort of thing. Oh, this is bad. And like you just hear, you could hear the audience clock it. <laughs> you could just oh, hear. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You just heard like it wasn't laughter per se, but you could hear them just realize we were in trouble. Yeah. yeah. So some, <laughs> like, some like slight murmuring and like. Right. probably yeah. wondering if it's part of the sketch too. They like, were, are we I'm just going to sure. watch yeah, this yeah, yeah. clearly white actor have a, have a very big problem in a few moments? <laughs> I can't imagine anyone who looked at my face thought it was part of the bit. <laughs> there, that had to have been pure terror. Um, so I don't remember. I just remember remember the vamping that went on where I'm like trying to piece it back together and then I think I got off stage and then um I I want to say it was Henry and Holden had a scene where they were going off and like it's very clear that like they were vamp vamp like ramping up to the catchphrase mm -hmm. and uh they obviously were just like okay well I guess we'll just say what comes to mind this thing that we have like they just kept like trying to vamp like hoping we could like scramble Get this it thing together, together. Yeah. Uh, which, I didn't know this part of the story actually oh yeah like I'm backstage like mission impossibling this like two dollar <laughs> <laughs> like bought at the Halloween store in Union Square thing <laughs> and now that you've had uh, nearly 20 years to think about it mm -hmm. uh w couldn't you've just made like a beep noise with your mouth like an audible uh yeah you know we always i'm not saying this is right uh but we always thought that like doing any kind of effect that felt um underproduced like felt like a cop out so like it wasn't sure, like but we wouldn't do times. that desperate well also desperate times <laughs> when john's on like a, a path to say to saying the n-word right. <laughs> when you're in when you're doing it though you don't think of like the eat like you at least for me right. i i tunnel vision into like yeah. how do i fix the problem not how do i pivot which is why i'm terrible at improv uh <laughs> he ended up he ended up by the way just do it like just kind of not he didn't say it no but he just kind of like made a he said a long well, like, I got nah. it. I got it together enough to make like a uncomfortable. Low, like the horn made like a low whining noise that we played into the mic, and he just was just like, "Nah!" <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate myself. Oh my god! At, le at least he was aware that the air horn was broken, right? And like, you know, and I yeah. think, like yeah. He, he, <laughs> yeah, I think you. I mean, obviously, you. I don't think you would write that that sketch today uh but absolutely not <laughs> yeah um but you know i it was very funny um i don't know if that's i don't know if that's okay to even say <laughs> i hope please don't cancel me uh and you know if you do i'll just or, or if you feel like it was fucked up i'll maybe just agree with you but anyway <laughs> yeah i think it was fucked up but i think um it's just interesting to see how comedy and how our perception of it has changed in the last like five to eight years and right. Um, I mean, like the big thing with murder, Murderfist had plenty of material that was offensive and wouldn't be viewed in solid light right now. But I think part of what our audience enjoyed about it is that the goal was never to be like shock comedy. We were never trying to offend anybody. It was absurd. Yeah. And yeah. the perspective, the point of view of Murderfist was that like the world is evil. Yeah. Um, evil people exist and flourish. And like, especially before 2016, like everything felt like a little rosier i think if you sure. lived with privilege yeah. and you didn't right. have to like deal with it every day everything was just like everything's going great so then murder fist worked because we were just like actually uh the world's full of shit yeah um and then i wouldn't i wouldn't want to see if you guys still exist i mean i i hope i hope you do uh reunite and do do shows at any point in the future i'd be happy to see them but honestly like i'd be afraid of the people who were like big murder fist fans now you know, think about that. Like, you guys had, you guys had great fans. Mm -hmm. very, I, I would, I would in New York, there were, it seemed like very progressive crowds. You know, mm -hmm. politically minded. You know, on the good side. Yeah, uh, well, because we but punched, like you might we you punched up right. You we didn't might, always get it right, but right, that was sure. the goal was to always. <laughs> be making fun of racist, sexist pieces yeah, of shit. It's like, it's right, like right. always sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> celebrating those people. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. But the wrong people do. 
and yeah. you might end up. You, I, I could just see a world, and I just think you guys would quit if you looked out of the audience. You're like, oh fuck, we got like the Rogan. <laughs> this is no good. Yeah, <laughs> we, got, we got all the Rogan listeners now. Yeah, we, this is we gotta quit. Um, Which is weird. I mean, we did we did Skankfest for many years. Yeah, and then now that's uh, now that's yeah feels like a different thing. Yeah, that I'm like. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so you guys, uh, but so what's uh, no plans to uh, have a reuni- reunite thing? Not an official thing. I mean, like a lot of them moved out to L.A. and right. they're all being very successful with the last podcast network. Um, right. And they all still work together. So it's not like like the idea of a reunion, I think, doesn't really count because everyone still works together. Uh, most of them are just in L.A. I think John and I are the only ones still in New York. Um I think we'd love to do a show together. I don't know what that show would be. I think it would have to be mostly new material. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I don't know when that would happen based on like everyone's schedule. But like there's it's weird. We never like broke up. We just stopped doing yeah, the Murderfish right. show because everyone of, else was, like had other things going on. And yeah. Like, and, and you yeah. yourself, you did uh, Jared Post a Personal, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Which, was a was, we- which is a web series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, was hilarious. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. A lot yeah. Of fun. And that was, that was uh, something that I did with Nick and Tim after they had both already left the group. Um, just because I realized like my comedy specifically, I'm not like a sketch oriented person really. Like I love doing it. I love working with Murderfist guys, but my sense of humor lends itself to a little bit more narrative, longer form, Stuff and yeah. I wanted to start exploring that, and there wasn't really room in Murder Fist for that to be something we explored. So I went and worked with Tim and Nick on something just like a little different. Um, uh, Jared Post Personal, by the way, super fun. And the episode uh, you asked me to be in was super fun. And let's let, you know what? Let's talk about this. Actually, I didn't run this by you, and I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> the you had me and a few other people playing um, imp- improvisers yeah people doing improv at a at a, at a, a dating show I guess yeah it was like I mean we were the whole Jared Post personal was always just like making fun of Brooklyn specifically Bushwick culture mm-hmm. so that episode was uh, the Bushwick dating game which was just like a like a party slash variety show that somebody put on in like a loft apartment. And it was hosted by Alana Glazer, right? Yeah. 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 She was the... Yeah, when I uh, was on the set of Broad City, I mm-hmm. uh, I told Ilana that I was friends with the Murder Fist, Murder Fist crew and she was like, "Oh, that's awesome." Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she yeah, was yeah. always great to us. She was such a friend of the group and she was awesome. She we Jerbo's personal was inspired a lot by Broad City. Um, I just like loved what they were doing with short form storytelling um, and they got their deal with Comedy Central like it happened like right as we were filming the first season Mm -hmm. and so like i knew ilana in passing like i wouldn't call us close friends but we knew you know you know people you see at shows right um and so it was just like that last chance i thought to be like which and i originally didn't want to because i was always terrified to ask people more successful than i was to like be in my little show (laughs) and so like nick had to push me to like reach out to her uh and ask if she would do it because I was so embarrassed, um, but she was very gracious. And yeah, was she was wonderful so nice. on set, like just a joy to work with. Oh, it was so funny. Like I talked to her, and I had no, I had, I hadn't heard of Broad City, I hadn't heard of her before, mm-hmm. and I was just talking, you know, just like talking to her at the set, and she was like so nice, and I'm like, yeah. So what else you got going on? She's like, oh, I don't know, you know hopefully <laughs> something. Created someday. the most famous comedy show in the last ten years. Like know? a year later, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn, yeah, she, she was so humble. And she, nice. she's a, I can't, if, if I were her, I'd be like, get away from me, weirdo. I'm not talking to you. Yeah, See, that's what I thought she would do to me, being the guy who like hired her to be on that show. She'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But no, yeah, she's she, great. She, she's amazing. Like I, I met her uh, on season four of Broad City, mm-hmm. and she was still just the most humble, just nicest person. Uh, I bet she'd do this, by God. Yeah. We could have her on sometime. Sure. I don't speak for her. I don't know. <laughs> Did you bring me here to yeah. get Alana Glazer? Because that's not our... I, I saw her like a year ago, and it was, you know, in passing. <laughs> All right. So the... Uh, the the But so we, we, we did... Uh, we improvised as an improv group, mm-hmm. uh, and the scene... We were asking for rec, uh, you know... Um, audience suggest- call-outs. Yeah, yeah, suggestions from the audience, and then we ended up acting out... The Columbine shooting, yeah. I believe, and then uh, you have my favorite line that we cut because you asked. But <laughs> what did I? What was it? So I'm the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we did this. Um, 
So I'm the guy, I'm right? The guy. <laughs> yeah, I portrayed a shooter, a school shooter. Uh, again, kids, don't do this. Um, and still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, this was like 2012, right? Yeah. So, or actually, you know what? Okay, now I remember. This is what happened. So we we filmed that. And then the tragedy at uh, in, at Sandy Hook happened. That's right. And then that's I, why that's you when got, I that, asked you. Like, so you were very hey, right to ask to not uh, have that in there. You, if you weren't already thinking about cutting that part, <laughs> you should cut that part, please. And uh, you correct. You guys correctly uh, did do that. Yeah, I was. But now I'm talking about, about it, it now. So what the fuck yeah. am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, go back, put it in. All right. Um, so, and then you did Commuters. That was another, um, th- and that was for IFC, yeah, the right? IFC yeah. show, yeah. IFC Comedy yep. Crib, which was and a really cool, like, uh, kind of pseudo-piloting, just like, they just, like, gave a little budget to people to, like, try out their ideas mm-hmm. and put the IFC watermark on it, which was really cool. Yeah, and that was a great idea for a show, you know, like some c- city folk who... Uh, move a little mo- out of move the city. And move to the suburbs and... Yeah, uh, I loved Commuters, and it was kind of like the natural extension. Like, Jared Post Person was all about, like, dating in your 20s, and then Commuters was all about, like, settling down in your 30s. And, like, yeah. <laughs> what is it to be, like, a Brooklyn person when you're, like, suddenly older than everybody <laughs> in Brooklyn, which is the scene where you drop still the, going the, through it. The yeah. scene where you drop the coke on the baby is... I was just going to uh, say yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one. What, one of my favorite favorite parts of that show. And both of these can be accessed. Like, people can look these up and watch these, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah both Jeopardy's Personal is still on YouTube, and I think Comedy Crib still exists, but also Commuters is on YouTube. You can just look up. Cool. Um, cool. And we, uh, we wrote a script. You and I. We did. We wrote a, a whole dang movie. Whole dang movie, which we're now sending around for notes, and mm-hmm. uh, and so you know we'll let you know we'll let you guys know when that's uh, produced. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's about uh, it's about a bar out in our favorite uh, beach. Should we say the name? We shouldn't say the name because we haven't asked the people if we can use the name of their bar yet. But anyway, it's uh, it's out at Rockaway Beach, and uh, it's about a bar, and uh, it's about probably can late... discern what bar it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know me, you know. If you look at my Instagram, I'm always there. <laughs> Uh, so that's fun. That was a fun thing. It was fun to work on that with you, by the way. Yeah, and I thought the the style of it was great because it like married my like anal retentiveness about structure to like your just very good joke writing and oh. uh, propulsive ideas. Um, so I think we came up with something that's like a really nice like throwback to eighties. Con- like it feels very much like a police academy mm-hmm. meets I don't know. Empire Records. At the beach. <laughs> At the beach, yeah. So, so, yeah, I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, well, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what everyone has said. Everyone that's read it is like, it's fun. Um, so, you were recently diagnosed with uh, attention deficit that's disorder. That's the biggest I know. Well, we're getting, turn we're getting close to the end. Seen. I'm trying to cram the last parts in. One from it's a lot of fun. It might have made sense to start with that, honestly. No, 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 no. Uh, yes. Uh, How did I, that What happened? Like, well, I started. Well, I like I, I I hate being alive. Okay. Um, it's really challenging. Yeah. Um, uh, working in I work f- uh, for a website that I love. I love my job, but it stresses me out, and I feel like I'd lose time, and I'd get through the day, and I wouldn't have accomplished anything. And I look around, and I'm like, oh, there's so much in my life that I'm grateful for, but I like hate it all, and I don't know why. Um, and at first, I thought I was depressed, so I tried talking to a therapist, and that didn't work for me but it works for other people i'm not knocking therapy it just didn't work for me um and then i started seeing like checklists and things online which is bullshit to self uh self diagnose about uh add and adhd and how that manifests in different ways uh you know and being like in my mid to late 30s now my experience with add was just like oh that's a problem kids have that Mm -hmm. doesn't exist as an adult but it does uh and i was just reading all these checklists about losing time feeling like you can't accomplish anything feeling like you can't focus on something losing track in conversations all this stuff that's like basically my personality to a t so then i went and got diagnosed uh, just like kind of out of curiosity i was like maybe this is something that i should look into and this and, is just a couple months ago right yeah, yeah yeah about two months ago um and so i did the diagnosis with a with a teledoctor and when we got through the like questionnaire his response was and i quote <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so that was gratifying yeah. to so they, realize they that they put you uh, on Adderall. Yeah, I'm on Adderall. And uh, do you like being on Adderall? I don't oh, entirely. Okay. I do. I mean, I do get through days much easier. Like, it, I definitely can like crank out work and feel like I can mark the progress of that work. Okay. Um, but it's weird. It's a weird kind of tweaked out feeling sometimes. Mm-hmm. And also, I have high blood pressure because uh, that's something that 
late 30 year old people have to deal with um yeah so it's not a good mix no it's not um and then i went and see to see a cardiologist these last two weeks uh, and he was just like well your heart's great but you gotta stop taking the like this, this amphetamine this you're doing amphetamine. all the time yeah, yeah it's not good i'm like just like, buddy how do i get through a work day and he's like i don't know like everyone else in the history of time just figure it out <laughs> might be good for your brain but it's bad for your ticker <laughs> Um, so yeah, it turns out you can definitely get prescribed Adderall uh, as an adult for legitimate reasons, and not just uh, you know having like your bar back give you some when you're working at a bar. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm glad you brought that up because like you when you were doing more performing and you were more focused on your artistic career, mm-hmm. you uh, you were also bartending to supplement yeah. you know to, to supplement that income, and then you you switched mm-hmm. and started doing like. You know, square jobs, nine to fives. Yeah, boring shit. Would you, I mean, like, do you miss the bartending days? I miss the lifestyle of being a bartender. I miss, um, I miss feeling like my life was my own. Um, whereas sometimes when you have a nine to five job, it can feel like your life is, uh, in service to something that maybe isn't what you're passionate about. Um, I'm very fortunate. I love my current job. I love my boss. It's a very good place to be. Are you um, just saying that? No, I really do. Okay. Um, Wink at me if you need help. I mean, I do need help, but I do like my job. Okay. Um, but, like, even loving my job, even, like, liking who I work for and right. what I do, it's still, like, fuck, I have to get up it's in so the morning and, yeah. like, be in meetings where people say things like ladder up and circle oh, back and I all hate, this I shit. Hate that. I can't. Yeah. And, like, I have trouble. I have. Tr- this has been my whole life. I've had trouble just sort of, like going along with the stuff you're supposed to go like my whole instinct is to be just like this is all bullshit right yeah and you're not allowed to say that when you have a job no <laughs> no, no you're, you're, that you're supposed to play it along yeah. yeah you can't um and that's why i have a great job because like i have a boss and uh close co-workers that i can put that in the slack with so to speak okay. but like you still have to go to the meetings with people and you're just like oh yeah we're gonna check on the numbers for the quarter yeah. and ah, see a- we'll do some a b testing <laughs> thanks for reaching out thanks for looping, reaching looping, out circling yeah. back looping in uh, uh, and you know you just your nice eyeballs to meet you yeah. oh my god that's the worst i hope this email finds you well yeah fuck all uh, of this you're, <laughs> if you're doing this to people fuck you how about that your life is meaningless <laughs> um. snort adderall <laughs> <laughs> fucking party <laughs> and, and, and no guns <laughs> um, so I miss having a job where it was like I show up I'm here bartending was very annoying often but at least it was like I get it This people need to drink and have fun <laughs> I am fulfilling that for them and I can leave and I don't have to think about this place when I'm not there um I missed that yeah. element of it. What does uh, what does the future hold for Jared Warner? I hope this movie sells. Yeah, me too. I'd love it if I could be a screenwriter. Yeah, uh, and go back to being an actor, which I haven't been in like five years. So. Well, I guess the lesson is, folks, support the arts. Yeah, you know, support That's the it. arts. Uh, join our Patreon. Uh. <laughs> go see. So we don't have to do a shit. movie that we wrote. That yeah, I guess yeah. Can't so we don't yet. have to do regular jobs anymore. <laughs> uh, Jared, where can people find you on the internet? Besides, uh, you already said the Jared Post personal, the commuters. But where, what's your what's your social media? My social media, my Twitter handle, which I deserve and want more followers, uh, is <laughs> what is it? You don't Com- know your own Twitter. Well, maybe this no, is part of the issue. Problem. Yeah. So I'm Captain Outer Space. That's Captain CPT Outer Space. Okay. So mm-hmm. Character Someone limits. else had Captain Outer Space. Just character limits. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and then on uh, on Instagram, uh, the same, but the captain is spelled out. Okay, Ooh. all right, Captain so, Outer Space. Yeah, Captain or Outer Space. you could just look up Jared Warner. You're the only one. There are a few more. I'm the only like one that looks like I'm a comedian. Deadbeat. <laughs> Look up comedian deadbeat Jared Warner, folks. Not the investment banker or the real estate no, guy. Find me on LinkedIn talking about some bullshit. <laughs> well, Jared, thank you so much for being here. This is a lot of fun to talk man. to you guys. Yep, yeah. This was amazing. Thank you. <laughs>